welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 21 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now we are recording this today on December 5th, 2021. How about that, Jack? It's already December. Yeah, crazy. Almost to a new year. Almost, you know, 2021 is almost in the wraps. And when it does come to the end of the year, and anyone who does have that fancy black and green app on their phone called Spotify, (laughs) you know that they do do their yearly wrap-ups. And that was actually so cool this past week because we got tagged in a lot of different people's stories for their yearly wrap-ups in terms of podcasts. And we just want to thank absolutely everyone who shared those stories, everyone who listens to these podcasts. And it was so cool to actually see us in people's top podcast playlists. Mm. Yeah, I remember it from last year because we were at the beach and yeah, it came as a surprise. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but it's always incredible to see how many people shared it. Yeah. And especially when people share how many minutes they listen to and Mm. you and I divide it up and figure out how many days that is. We're like, wow, that's literally like days worth of our voices. Mm, It's crazy. (laughs) But yeah, Jack, what were, uh, what were some of your Spotify results? Well, I don't listen to many podcasts on Spotify, mm-hmm. but so it's mainly music, but uh, I don't know how I managed to get Eminem as my top artist two years in a row, but <laughs> it happened again somehow. I think I know how. You just like to play him a lot when we're making dinner mm. and in the gym and basically any other time of day. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe because I think the big thing this year was that I was in prep, so my music taste changed a lot mm. and... Yeah, well, he was my top artist. Unsurprisingly, uh, Thrice was my second. Mm -hmm. And they're more of like a rock metal band. And I think uh, an artist called Gregory Allen Isakov, he's my go-to sort of relaxing artist who I know you like a lot as well. Yeah, I love Gregory. He's got this beautiful song called Second Chances, which I really like that song. Mm. Yeah, so do I. He's got some great ones. And... Yeah, that's, I think it'd be interesting to see my analytics next year, but what about yours? Ooh, man, you could definitely tell that I went through prep as well because my top five played songs of all year were just like these heavy rap songs. So I had like, I Don't Dance by DMX and Machine Gun Kelly. DMX was apparently my top rated artist for the entire year so i, I don't like, even know who dmx is dmx you i know, know who he, like i i don't know anything about him like i know he sings a few songs but yeah it turns out that he was like one of my top played artists so uh, you introduced me to his song called the rain maybe oh that's a, that's a classic well i don't know if i can necessarily use dmx and classic in the same sentence mm, but i wouldn't call it hard rap either to be honest mm, well it's definitely dudes getting me hyped up before i do some heavy bulgarians or lunges for sure but he sings songs like you know x gonna give it to ya and where the hood at and the rain and yeah i don't dance all these good songs with a good beat so DMX actually turned out to be my top artist. But were all your top artists like nineties hip hop? Uh, the my second top artist was Blink One Eighty Two. Really? Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of my Spotify yearly wrap up. But in terms of podcasts, I'm like you. I'm I'm an Apple girl. I listen to basically all of my podcasts on the Apple Podcast app. 
unless they are only on Spotify. So for example, Joe Rogan's podcasts are only on Spotify now. Mm. So you can kind of only listen to certain podcasts on Spotify. But yeah, either way, it was uh, pretty awesome to see everyone tuning into TBD. So guys, thank you so much. But Jack, how was your past two weeks? Yeah, it's been really good. So I've had two weeks back in the gym now and things are just going very smoothly. So recovering well, body weight's on the rise, training's progressing. And yeah, on that note, like I've hit a, a few decent training PBs this in these last two weeks, like four plates on the pre-core hack, which I've been like a, a few months ago now, I was talking about hack squats and how I just wanted to improve them significantly. And I set that goal of the four plates, which I finally ticked off. Isn't that four plates PPS, plates per side? Mm, yes, it is. So, so eight plates total. And yeah, so that, that was really good. And it's, um, it's not as much as some other people. It's a PB for myself, but I'd love to get like five plates is definitely on the cards before the improvement season ends. Like it's an extra one plate assigned. And I think I might even be able to get that in the next six months if everything goes to plan. And otherwise pressing has been really good. Pressing's always been not like a super weak point for me, but I've just never been that strong at pressing. And like that's just been moving up very consistently, particularly my, my dumbbell shoulder press, which is um, almost at those, I'm actually attempting the 40 kilo dumbbells uh, this coming week for hopefully like six to seven reps, which should be really good. And yeah, again, the goal for that would be probably to get to the 50 kilo dumbbells before the end of the improvement season would be really awesome. That's freaking awesome, man. Do, yeah. do you feel like you're ever going to reach that point where you can lift the weight, but it's hard to get that dumbbell into that position initially. Like how, how difficult is it to heave those forties off your legs right now up to it's your shoulders? I think it's more of just like a, a little trick or movement pattern that you've mm. got to get into kind of like, you know, kicking up a skateboard. Yeah. It's all about practice. Well, I kind of know about that. I've seen other people <laughs> do it. Cannot say I've ever given it an attempt. I remember in high school, I used to do quite a bit of longboarding, mm. but Never knew any too too many fancy tricks. Did you wear Vans? <laughs> no, I didn't wear Vans. Okay. So you weren't a true longboarder then? No, but I, I wore a helmet, so I was <laughs> safe. But I did go down some gnarly hills. Mm. Yeah, longboarding was fun. So other aspects of training. Uh, actually, one more week until I attempt the 180 kilo RDL, which is going to be exciting. And otherwise, yeah, training's going really well. Hitting new numbers, it's correlating well to my physique. And yeah, in terms of nutrition, body weight's been coming up nicely around like two to 300 grams every week. I'm currently about 87 and a half kilos at the moment. So getting into that territory where like the body fat's definitely getting up there. Probably the best body comp I've had at this body weight though, but definitely like even like my leg striations are a thing of the past now and it's... um just uh, that sort of territory for me. But even this past week, because, you know, AJ's obviously really happy with how you're looking at this body weight. What was the discussion you kind of had with AJ this past week when you sent through your progress photos? Yeah, so AJ basically wants to push my body weight into new territory and experience uh, where that point is where it becomes unproductive. So unproductive in the sense of appetite cues, so where my appetite really 
goes down the drain and also when performance starts to diminish as well because like once body fat gets to a certain point you'll find that uh, performance reduces as well and I got up to around like 94 95 kilos last time and my appetite was pretty average but my performance was definitely still quite good and especially now that I'm training in the morning and my dietary fiber is lower like the limiting factor I think this time is more so going to be the body fat itself and not necessarily um, the appetite or the performance that's kind of my prediction so I don't particularly want to go beyond like 95 96 kilos because I know that realistically my stage weight is going to be around like 78 to 80 so I don't want to have to lose uh, too much weight mm. well do you think in your last improvement season when you pushed your body weight up to 94 do you think that was pushing it into inappropriate territory do you think that you needed to be that heavy or do you think that was a pretty good spot to then call it before you went into your mini cut I think that was a good spot to call it and if anything in my mini cut I probably could have maybe pushed a little bit harder or I could have done a better job at actually maintaining my body weight after the mini cut because I ended on I ended my mini cut around 87 I started my prep around 89 which like was two kilos of weight gain and it was just an unnecessary weight gain like I could have easily maintained my body weight without increasing body weight mm. um it wasn't like I was starving like I my maintenance calories were quite high there so yeah, I, I definitely think it was necessary and it's all about timing, I think. So we just got to make sure that we leave adequate time to do the mini cut, lose probably like I would say it probably won't even be a mini cut because it's going to be like around eight kilos of weight loss, I reckon, mm. unless AJ wants to lose like eight kilos in six weeks, which is definitely doable. It's just very, very aggressive. And yeah, it's still a long way away. Still got... A lot of weight to gain and mm -hmm. a long time to gain it. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Yeah, so that's most things with me. Sleep has been incredibly good at the moment and it's almost like for how poorly I sleep during prep, it's kind of the exact opposite in the improvement season where I sleep incredibly well, like my head hits the pillow, I'm asleep, and then I sleep for like eight and a half hours straight, like don't get up whatsoever, and then Tara usually has to wake me up because I won't get up otherwise, which I think for some people might be bad for me, it's perfect, like I'd rather sleep in and get woken up, um, well not, not sleep in because I get up at 5.30 every morning, but I'd rather... Um, not be laying there awake and I'd rather have to be woken up. I think the reason is because I usually, my body naturally wakes me up around 5 a.m. these mornings. So I'll get up, I'll make some coffee, but I'll turn off your alarm in the kitchen mm. so that I can at least drink my coffee in, in the peace and quiet. And then I can just wake you up at 5.30 without the alarm going off and blaring. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Prevents the sympathetic nervous system <laughs> from firing straight away. Keeps the peace. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But it sounds like you've had a good two weeks. Mm. Yeah, nothing really negative. Like I'm still getting a little bit of anterior knee pain in my left knee. That's very manageable and it, it doesn't really interfere with my leg days themselves. Um, it's more so just at rest, especially after a rest day, it, it seems to get a little bit worse. So I'm doing what I can to manage that. And 
Oh yeah, the other thing that I did change quite drastically was my breakfast. So I used to, you know, everyone probably knows that Tierra and I are a big advocate for having breakfast as your biggest meal of the day. And I definitely still stand by that. However, with me, like I was having 13, 1400 calories at breakfast and I was finding that although it was very low residue, low fiber, it was basically impeding my training performance because I would get to the gym, like I would, I would eat the meal and then some nerves for the training session would kick in a little bit and then I would just feel a bit sick. And then I would get to the gym, I would still have like a full stomach. And then if I trained too hard, I would then need to take like five to 10 minutes of recovery in between exercises to actually lower my heart rate. But basically I've cut that meal in half, like decreased the fiber even more. So it's literally just like milk, protein powder, some fruit and cereal, Milo cereal. And now like I just feel a lot lighter on my feet. Don't feel like puking as much in my sessions and yeah, I think it's going to be very favorable, especially on, on the leg days where it was it was more troublesome than the upper days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just so glad that you obviously are feeling a hell of a lot more comfortable now. And it's almost like you've swapped those two around. So now your pre-workout meal is the smaller one and your post-workout meal, when you know you have hours left in the day to digest it and chill mm. out, then that can be a bit of a bigger meal. Yeah, and that's... Like I have to make up some fruit. I have to make up some dairy in that meal as well. So that's bring kind of brings us onto another topic where like I think in more recent times, we've kind of dispelled the myth that like there's a massive difference to WPI and casein or chicken breast versus yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yogurt obviously being high in casein, chicken higher in like faster digesting protein. Just to clue people in, like there isn't that much difference between when we correlate it to muscle growth, depending as long as it's an animal protein source and it's high in leucine, it's high in HBV protein, those are the main factors. Mm. Like having yogurt post-workout isn't really going to make or break anything. No, absolutely not. Like the, the thing is, is that casein is going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis at a slower rate compared to WPI, Mm. but mainly if you were consuming it in just isolation. If you're consuming them both within the context of a mixed meal, you know, the fiber and the carbohydrates and the fats in the rest of that meal are going to decrease the rate of absorption too. Mm. But we know that after you resistance train, muscle protein synthesis can stay elevated for like 48 to 72 hours. It's not just the three hours following your resistance training session. Mm. So yeah, it is totally fine to consume casein, yogurt, milk after your workout. That's what I was doing a lot in prep because it would satiate me more. When I'd make my ice cream, I would mix it with casein protein instead of whey protein. One, the texture is a lot nicer, but also it would just keep me satiated for a little bit longer and hold me over until the next meal. So strategic, man. Mm. But then in your case, you don't want it to be so satiating that it's starting to impact your training performance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's it for my week. What about yours? Well, I think the biggest thing that happened this past week was finally the launch of our TBDTs. Mm. So you guys have probably heard us talk about that in quite a number of podcasts, but that's been a project in the pipeline for the past number of months now designing t-shirts, getting sent samples, the whole shebang. Yeah, the hardest thing I would say was the getting the requisite t-shirt for an oversized fit. Mm. Like, let's be honest, the logo is pretty simple. Like we had to get the logo remade and we had to get it put on a t-shirt. But Mm -hmm. 
finding an actual oversized fit was tough. Yeah. And a decent quality shirt. But hell, look, we did it. And the shipment arrived about a week and a half ago. So we got on board and went to work and, you know, took pictures, set up the website and everything. So now those are totally accessible for people to purchase. And we've already had quite a number of people purchase t-shirts, but there's certainly still more to go around. And man, what, what a better Christmas gift than a TBD TA. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're just, they're great quality, very affordable, but man, just to see anyone repping our t-shirt would just make me so unbelievably happy. So guys, if you would like a TBDT, uh, the link is in the show notes below. We have sizes ranging all the way from small all the way up to 3X large, and they are available in white, black, and navy. So yeah, I love them. They look really good, especially this past week in particular, because it's been raining and it's been colder. So it's actually been really nice to wear those to the gym. Mm. Yeah, I love them, especially in the off season and in the heat. You don't, I just don't like anything that's too form hugging. Mm. And I used to train in a singlet every single session other than leg days. And I haven't worn a singlet in, in months, which you can attest to. I kind of just like not associating the gym with, of course, the physique to a certain expen- extent, but like the phys- the gym now is, is all about performance. And sure, like I'll take a photo or two at the gym to assess my physique. Mm. But when I'm at the gym training, like it's about performance. Hence, yeah, yeah you like, just want to train. Mm, exactly, yeah. Mm, absolutely. Like that's what I find with a lot of my girls too. You know, like sometimes they really want to flaunt their bodies in the gym, but other times you just kind of want to throw on a big t-shirt and just go and get the job done. Mm. Yeah, feels good. Good t-shirts. But anyway, apart from that, this past week, in terms of body composition, my weight is just still slowly creeping up by that like 200 grams on average per week. So I think last time I checked in, I believe I was 67.4, this morning 67.8. In the, so it's gone up by another 400 grams in the past two weeks, which is good for me. So just almost cracking into those 68s. And yeah, I guess maybe one or two months of gaining left until I'll enter into a dieting phase. But at the moment, like I'm just... I I honestly don't even see myself at this point, Jack, probably doing another macro increase until then. I think I've really just found my sweet spot and I've just been riding that for like a number of months now. Mm. So aiming for around that 1% of body weight per month. Mm. Yeah, it's been been super productive, but basically I've just been on these like 400 grams of carbs, 180 grams of protein and 60 grams of fat for quite a while now. And it's just got me in a solid steady surplus. And I just, I feel like I'm eating a good amount of food and I'm not fussed, you know, it's it's just nice to be at that point where you're not like, oh, you know, how, how many extra grams of carbohydrates can you get in sort of thing? Like, oh, can I push it up to 425? Can I push it up to 450 or something? I won't lie, I feel like I used to almost be in that mindset of like, oh, more food is always better. You know, you should like, that's the gold standard to try to get as much glucose into one person's body as possible. But like, once you reach a, a decent point of energy intake, it doesn't have to be that way. You can just be, you know, pretty sweet, just consuming the same amount of food day in, day out. Like, it's nice because it can't be exponential. You know, nothing in this can be exponential. Think about exponential muscle growth, exponential weights added to a hack squat or exponential number of carbs. People would be eating kilograms upon kilograms of carbohydrates every day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's... um. I think also like you've never really reached that point where your nutrition has impeded your training. Yeah. And I think 
yeah, I, I don't know what it would have to get to. Because it would be nuts to think where it would have to get to for you to actually feel uncomfortable while training. Yeah, I know. I do love my food. <laughs> Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. But yeah, that's, um, that's been good in that department. But then other than that, so these past two weeks, I've transitioned to my new training split. So I'm doing two lower, two upper, and then one weak point day where I just focus on muscle groups that just... Not a density day. <laughs> no, sorry, AJ and Laws. It's not a density day, but it is a weak point day. So You're it's still adding density though. I am definitely adding density to those glutes, man. But I basically just target areas that I need to bring up. So like my glutes, my quads, my abs, my triceps, delts as well. And then, you know, other areas that I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sweet here. Things like calves, hamstrings, like I don't do exercises for those muscle groups on that final no day of the week. No forearm curls either. No forearm curls. No, <laughs> dude, I think I get like, my forearms are pretty sweet. I think, you know, if you lift heavy shiz and you've been doing that for a number of years, I think you can build pretty strong forearms. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very rare to see someone who has like big arms to not have adequate forearms or just have like adequate arm development. Mm. And I think from a, I remember as a teenager, like it's very normal for especially guys to be like, oh, I want to do the forearm curls. I want to get bigger forearms. But when I look back on that, I don't know what I was talking about because there's more important things to worry about in your physique than your forearms. There definitely is. I feel like it's, it's just one of those areas that's just going to be hit indirectly through heavy lifting. And it's just over time, I always find the same thing with grip strength. People are like, how can I improve my grip strength? I feel like grip strength is something that you just have to develop over years upon years upon years. Like I think about how I've got pretty good grip strength, but I worked as a waitress for a number of years, like clasping onto multiple plates or lots of cups or just holding a hell of a lot of things. Or even as a kid playing a lot of sports, like playing softball I was the catcher so I was always catching that ball or working at UQ sport for a number of years swimming cupping the water (laughs) yeah man cupping the water but even at UQ sport like my job was to walk around the gym floor re-racking everyone's plates and picking up heavy weights and all that sort of stuff and carrying them around so I feel like grip strength is one of those things you just have to develop over time Mm. and it's unfortunate you'll probably be a good arm arm wrestler yeah I'll challenge you (laughs) But uh, yeah, it wouldn't be much of a challenge. It's just one of those things. But I'm sure you've had clients before who, you know, they probably have very fragile, innocent hands, right? Mm. And they're always slipping on barbells and dumbbells. And they're like, how do I develop my grip strength? Like, obviously, it just, it takes time. But in order... I I mean, we both give the same answer where just use straps. Yeah, straps and chalk, double up. You don't want your grip strength to be the limiting factor of... If your main goal is hypertrophy, you don't want it to be the limiting factor of any lift. Hence, there's these amazing things called straps, which mm. sign, like very clever scientists have devised. Yeah, but straps help you from stop your grip slipping. But some people's hands are still weak. Like they haven't developed those calluses. Like I feel like I still got calluses. I don't understand how straps doesn't help with that. What do you, well, you have to have the strength in your fingers too to actually hold on to heavy things. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's the, the straps grip do. strength, not the the gripness. I don't know. Maybe people don't use straps correctly. Maybe not. <laughs> but what about calluses? You've got calluses, don't you? 
yeah, I've had calluses for probably more years than more than half I've been alive. Yeah, I think I've had them ever since I was like four years old on the monkey bars. <laughs> mm. but yeah i think that's also one thing if you ever go on a date with someone and they're like yeah i go to the gym like proof of that just be like hey do you mind showing me your hands and if they actually train they'll probably have some calluses there mm. jack and i are both looking at our hands right now going and mine and nala had the new ones i think are you kidding me look at that one that one's thick that one's calloused <laughs> feel sorry for the dogs getting pat by them <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this past two weeks, uh, new split is going really, really well. And I've actually taken a bit of your feedback on board Jack in terms of like music. I know a few weeks ago we were talking about how I tend to get quite emotional before some of my lifts and, you know, I can get myself really hyped up and like my heart rate elevates and I just get myself into this certain headspace where it almost feels like a little bit anxiety provoking. And I think that I was one, just kind of setting myself up for that unnecessarily based on the type of music that I was listening to. Like I would turn on some really heavy rap, you know, but what about like DMX, <laughs> like Eminem? Um, no, but I would just turn on something that was like loud with a hard beat, you know, someone's yelling at me and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Right. But like, I don't need that. You know, I don't, I don't need to get that emotional before before a set especially when I've just I know I've got the energy I've got the strength it's just a matter of just just do it so what I've actually been practicing these past few weeks is listening to things that still have a beat you know like I'm not turning on the scientist by cold player <laughs> no definitely not but anyway so I've been listening to you know bands like I love blink 182 I love you me at six I love blue juice like bands that still have a beat but they're not super aggressive mm. That's why I like Thrice because they're definitely a step up from what you listen to, but they're not, they're not screamo. They're not like my own grave or whatever. Mm. <laughs> they're just more, a bit more classic rock, which, uh, is, is not quite, doesn't um, dig you quite deeper hole as heavy metal. Yeah, it's good. And I've actually noticed an improvement to my performance and my training's actually been a hell of a lot more enjoyable too. So I think for now, I'm going to reserve those other songs maybe for the depths of prep. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find in prep, it's very, like I've, we've discussed this before, but I just really don't get much out of music, unfortunately, in prep, mm. which is really not good. And yeah, I don't, one of my main goals for, for next prep, and I even told Tierra this uh, this week or yesterday, is that like, I'm not in, if I, if someone was to tell me, Jack, you ready to prep next month to start, I'll be like, no way. I'm still not, I'm definitely physically recovered and, and mentally recovered, I guess, but it doesn't mean I want to prep anytime mm. soon. Like I, to, it just does change you in, in quite a few ways. And a lot of that is self-inflicted to an extent. Like I kind of allowed myself to, uh, develop certain habits, which weren't bad, but it's not the same as how we're living life right now. Yeah. And some people potentially is related to my testosterone. Like it got to like one nanomole per liter. And that's kind of one of my goals next prep is to try and see if we can change that in any way. Cause I just don't, don't like it. It's mm -hmm. one of my, I love competing and I love the process of prep, but I don't like the, the side effects that come with it for me. Yeah. But if anything, I, I would almost argue that that probably means that you did it right. You know, mm. that probably means that during prep, 
you pushed yourself to that point that was necessary to get into that condition, to win the championships that you did. Like if you've pushed yourself that hard during a prep, you've probably done something right so that you're like, whoa, I need, I need a break now. If, if you end a prep and then you're already thinking like, oh man, I can't wait to prep again. Mm. Like you probably still had more to give. You probably Mm. still had more left in the tank. And that doesn't mean that you don't love competing, but that just means that you are now craving the improvement season and you're craving a long period away away from the stage where you get to experience more energy in your life and you get to experience other aspects of life. And then, you know, when it's time again to knuckle down and do a prep, that's when the time will come. And that's why it's good that we're giving ourselves two solid years away from the stage before we, well, two and a half years from the stage, but two solid years of actual growth before we then go into that big dieting phase again. I think that's necessary, at least for where we are right now in our journeys to have that amount of time. Mm, As a minimum. Yeah, Mm. I think you did it right, Jack. Thank you. Likewise. (laughs) Yeah, bring on the next two years. (laughs) Yeah, we're in a bit of a therapy session. (laughs) No, but uh, I think, yeah, these past two weeks, I'm, I'm really enjoying my new training split. And I'm actually, this past week in particular, I just felt so strong. Like I was programmed to move up to the 95 kilogram RDLs and I was aiming for two by six. I got to that sixth rep and I was just like, I can keep going. And I, I knuckled out two by eight. Like I honestly Will you try a hundred this week. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say that I really think that I could lift a hundred kilograms now, but I still want to inch my way up there. Like I still want to this next coming week go for 97.5 and get that for two by six with like really good form and just everything, just not race toward a hundred just for the sake of, you know, moving that weight A to B. Like I really want to earn it, Mm. but I know it is just around the corner. Originally I said I'd get there by January. I'll probably get there by the end of December. Can you see yourself ever doing three plates? (laughs) So what's that? 140 kilograms. Mm. Maybe one day, maybe for like a one RM, a one RM RDL. What about 120 for reps? I think you can get there. I think so. If I'm 24 now, yeah, mm. man, I've got quite a number of decades ahead of me. I can do, be repping 120. Nice. Yes. <laughs> be wicked. I mean, you've already gone from like 90 to 100 in a couple months. Mm. Well, not even 90. Like during prep, I was doing like 75. Mm. Yeah. But just really, obviously extra weight gain really helps your RDL, but just that additional energy, that additional strength. But a huge thing for me has been dropping my sets from three down to two. Mm. I can't even fathom now, like especially doing more than three sets. Like I think back to my training a couple years ago and I would do four sets, five sets. I'm like, what the hell? Like why? I used to do a pyramid of five sets and (laughs) peak at the third set and then go back down as well. That was, man, that was hard. That's the first time I ever squatted 140 for five reps Ah, back in 2016, I think. Yeah. I used to do five sets for the majority of my exercises, like OHP. I was doing five sets. Like why was I doing five sets on an OHP? (laughs) Just silly. But hell, I think we've all been there, you know, going through phases of doing very high volume training for sure. But yeah, I just feeling really strong at the moment, especially in my leg press too, because leg press, like bilateral leg press is still a relatively new movement to me these past number of weeks because previously I was just doing single leg press but I find that with leg press like I keep I keep upping the weight each week by like five kilograms 
and I keep either matching reps or I actually surpass them, you know, because I'm trying to make my rep range there between six to 10. But there's something about the leg press, you know, like every single rep is tough, but I feel like once you reach the, the top end of the set, you can dig harder and you're like, I can do one more. And even after you do that one, you're like, yeah, I can do one more. You know, mm. you just, you, you push yourself to that point and you really show yourself what you're capable of. So I'm really enjoying leg press right now. And I used to be petrified of leg press. It used to feel so uncomfortable for me. I used to be very scared of it. But the thing is, now that I know how to kick my ass during lunges, <laughs> I can now really push myself harder on the leg press. And mm. leg press just isn't as scary anymore. Yeah, that's, we had a discussion yesterday about the concentric speed of a rep mm. and how a lot of people, and we've been guilty of this in the past, where ultimately training hard is a skill and people will perceive that something is harder, but that doesn't mean just because it's harder doesn't mean you're close to failure. Mm. And ultimately, if your final rep is the same concentric speed as your first or second rep, you're nowhere near failure. Like the concentric speed has to actually slow down, especially for pushing movements. Like if you're, and and people always say like, okay, your, your last rep has to look the same as your first rep. Mm. Yes. From an execution standpoint, yeah, but not necessarily from a speed standpoint. Mm. Like if you're doing a shoulder press and your final rep is the same speed as your first rep, you're not really training hard enough. Yeah, I know you either need to increase the weight or you can do quite a number of more reps. Mm. I think what Jack means there by in terms of execution would be like range of motion. So and tempo as well. Yeah, yeah and tempo. Well, tempo is an eccentric tempo. Yeah, so let's say that you were on a leg press. You're always trying to bring your thighs and your knees down to your chest before you push back. What you see people do sometimes is their first few reps, they achieve that range of motion, but then it starts to feel really heavy toward the final few reps and they're not quite achieving that same depth. But if you can achieve the exact same depth on every single rep, but your first few reps, you know, you're pushing through them, but those last like two to three, yeah, the concentric portion is like, (laughs) you know, like your blood pressure is actually spiked and your head's all Mm. red. (laughs) I think... Someone recently said like zero to one reps in reserve correlates to about four to five second concentric. Mm. So just think about that. Like I won't count it out, but just go like one to five Mississippi in your head. Mm -hmm. That's slow. Yeah, it is. And I've experienced it more times than I can count. And the number one thing that comes to me is a shoulder press when you're Mm. like, I can push out one more, right? You bring it down to your shoulders. You try to push back up. And for the love of God, like you push so hard and it seems like, you know, time stops because it's just going so slow, Mm. (laughs) but you finally push it up after you've, after you hit that sticking point. But you're like, if I would have given up at three seconds instead of four, I would have had to call it quits on that rep. Mm. But yeah, just literally give it time, push through. Maybe yeah. that'll be cool. Maybe if you guys send us a, that'd be actually cool if people actually film their training footage and then tag TBD in it. They're mm. like, hey, TBD, how's my final rep? <laughs> yeah, do that. So film film your set, any exercise, count that final rep. Is it four to five seconds? Mm-hmm. Or let's even, nah, I think three seconds is giving it to you too easy. It has to be four <laughs> to five second concentric for that final rep. If you hit that, Give us a tag on TBD. That'd be so cool. Hey, TBD, did I still have one left in the tank? (laughs) Just imagine Jack and I are behind you, like with a stopwatch. Mm. (laughs) 
Oh man, that'd be good. But yeah, pretty much that is, that's me. That's these past two weeks for me. So yeah, I guess one thing we'll finish on is just one thing we want to improve this week, Jack. Yeah, so this week I want to continue improving upon my training performance. And I just think having that smaller meal beforehand will really help a lot. So I guess to be more specific, I always mention the RDL, but that's what I'm excited about this week because it'll be my final time on 177.5. So I'll be doing that for a set of eight. And then if I hit that this week, then next week it'll be 180. Mm. Okay, awesome. I have no doubt that you can do it. Cheers. What about you? This week, I need to get back into my posing practice because this past week I haven't been able to practice my posing at all because I flipped up my foot. I told this story on the other podcast, but essentially I was holding two heavy dumbbells for RDLs. And then after my final rep, I stepped back and I stepped on the ledge of one of the benches and the arch of my foot just went crunch over the metal of the bench that was sticking out. And I really messed up my foot and it's been very sore. I've still been able to walk on it and do things, but it's just been yeah, quite aggravated and I have not been able to get into a pair of heels pain-free. So I haven't been able to practice my posing this past week. So now it's feeling better and I want to get back into that because even though I'm in the improvement season, even though I'm two years out from actually stepping on stage, whatever it may be, like I want to be the best. And I know that posing does not come naturally to me. So I know that if I want to be the best, I need to be practicing just as much in my improvement season as I would be in a comp prep. And that's what I've been doing basically these past few months, like every single day, basically getting into my heels and practicing for 15 or 20 minutes and just going over my routine for IFBB and ICN and just getting that footwork in place and just building that confidence and that skill, which I freaking love. Like posing is actually becoming a huge passion and love of mine. And I've missed it this past week. So that's why I want to do this next week. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait to watch you pose. <laughs> Trot around the, the house room. while you are, uh, yeah, making up some, some eggs. graphics. <laughs> Jack does the Canva. I do the posing and the captions. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD, and we'll catch you next week.